Welcome to the family with L.A. Nick, Alex Brampernard Rasmussen, Catherine Brandt, Melissa Kirk, Andy Brampernard. And we have a couple of great guests coming up this hour. We'll be right back, kickoff hour two with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda, encountered a hailstorm. A justice flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Sounds kind of dumb. It would They'd probably saying. throw you out anyway. <laughs> they might. It's true. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, healthy habits suck. How to get off the couch and live a healthy life, even if you don't want to. Dana Lee Bagley, Dr. Dana Lee Bagley, how are you? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you on because we were just talking about this uh, earlier this week. Uh, salad instead of steak, working out, skipping that second glass of beer or wine. Healthy habits are the worst. If you're someone who gets up every morning and can't wait for your run, you uh, consider eating sweet potatoes a splurge and set aside 30 minutes before uh, work uh, uh, before work to meditate. I hate those this people. This book is not for you. I, w- I would say this. I do. We just talked about this. I do a morning show in town as well, and we just talked about it earlier this week, that you can do all the, okay, you get up every morning, you can't wait for your run, you sweet potatoes are a splurge, you set aside 30 minutes to, to, before work to meditate, uh, you're going to live about maybe four to six months longer than you would anyway. So what's the difference? <laughs> Am I right, Dr. Lee Bagley? Yep. Is it your Dr. Lee Bagley or just Dr. Bagley? Which, one, which way does it go? It's Dr. Lee Bagley. I just wanted to make sure. Dr. Lee Bagley, what, what yeah. do you think? What do you got, an extra four, five, six months if you do everything right? If you <laughs> are a pain in the butt like I am, you'll live long anyway. Isn't it genetic anyway? Yeah, I mean, there really are a lot of genetic factors and environmental factors that we don't have that much control over. Right. Um, the extent to which, you know, you practice healthy habits does impact your health, but it's not the only factor. And, you know, one of the chapters in the book is really about the fact that being healthy is about being able to live the life you want to have. It's also about quality of life, right? So you can do the things that you want to do, not just to be healthy in and of itself. Right. No, no. Is it okay if I just call you Dana, or should I call you Doctor? Yeah. Okay, Dana is good. Uh, Dana, last uh, the last nineteen months, I've lost ninety two pounds. I went from three seventeen down to two twenty five, and at two twenty five, I looked thin. I, I'm a very big bone, broad shouldered person. Uh, I looked mm-hmm. like I was going to die because I was my face was like rail thin, and I looked like I was just not very happy. So I started walking a lot and lifting some weights. I don't run. I do walk a lot. We, my wife and I like to bike. I lift some weights once in a while. Uh, I'm right now at about 245, and I could not be happier because I look, you know, fit. 
Uh, I've put on some muscle. Uh, if you go after it too hard, you end up looking like some waif somewhere. It's, it was not a look I was happy with. Yeah, um, you know, weight is not the best indicator of health. Right. Right. So, um, and and so it's we really we and there's lots of things that you can do, for example, to lose weight that are actually incredibly unhealthy. Uh, yes. So that's why you know the the focus here is about picking healthy habits to do, um, regardless of how that impacts your weight. And for the purpose of being able to do the things that matter to you so that you can, like, go biking if your family's going biking or yep. you can go hiking if you want to or, right, those kinds of things that matter to us and that that's what the health is for. But you can – there's actually some studies showing that some um, people who are thin actually have genetics that protect them against obesity. Sure. So they actually are not – eating healthier they're not behaving healthier their genetics have just protected them from uh obesity and so it's really not weight is not the best indicator of health that would be me no that would be you la <laughs> nick what do you how much do you weigh 157 I just 157 he weighs and, and he eats like a madman how tall are you five seven five seven 157 yeah that's you're obese <laughs> well, actually, you know actually, on, on the chart, that's I actually really am. You are. No, on the chart, I'm actually God. overweight. Well, that's the one that oh, says yeah, it's 6'1". I should be 192. You're 0.4 away from overweight. I'm overweight. Oh, come on. Like, on the chart, it's it says ridiculous. I'm overweight. It's because the BMI chart is a terrible. But I, I want to ask. It's I not ask, universal. I want to ask right. the doctor something. So I know a lot of people that are super physical, about they're crazy about exercise and, and eating healthy. But I find that it's it's maybe making them physically healthier, but it makes them mentally crazy people. Oh, it does. Like yeah. they're addicted to it. Like mm-hmm. they they can't oh, endorphins. They can't no. They can't focus on any like till they do that routine. Till they run that ten right. miles a day. Mm-hmm. Like they're freaks about it, and they didn't used to be that yep. way. They've what? become mentally unstable. Yep. <laughs> So, um, you know, when we talk about actually maintaining healthy habits in chronic disease, so for people who have like diabetes or um, cardiac problems or obesity, um, the adherence rate, so the rate at which people are actually following medical advice about medication or lifestyle changes is about 30% at five years, Mm -hmm. which means only 30% of people are doing the things they're supposed to, which actually tells you that the 70% of people who aren't are actually the normal ones. Right, the thirty percent are doing something abnormally to be able to keep doing that because everyone else, you know, stops. So, Dana, are there a lot of doctors out there that sound like they're thirteen years old? <laughs> are you saying I sound like you that? sound very, very young? Actually, you've got a lot of energy. You just sound like you sound like you're very. You just must be very healthy. You're, you sound very young. Absolutely, it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Have a like you know a deeper voice or something, but yeah, no, 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 no. I just you sound happy, you sound healthy, you sound like you're in a, in a great mo- I, I yeah. just you got a great yep. uh, I love this by the way from, from the descriptor of the book. If you're someone who thinks about getting up to go for a run but goes back to sleep, regrets last night's dinner of fast food, and can barely get to work on time, let alone meditate, then this book will help you find the motivation you've been looking for to live your healthiest life, even when you don't want to. See, that that would be me. You're talking directly to me, Dana, because I... Yeah, well, most people, right? Yeah, yeah I think that's true. Yeah. I hate working out, but I'm always so glad when I've done it. I yes. feel so great. I'm like, why do I hate going so bad? Right. And actually, hating going is actually like the, the normal brain response to that, right? So our instinctive responses around exercise and food are really well suited to cave people but not at all well-suited to our modern world. And so our natural instincts are to rest when you can rest, to eat mm-hmm. as much as you can when you can, to eat sugary, fatty, salty foods. Like uh, so that's actually the normative response. <laughs> it is indeed. I will tell you at one point, many, many years ago, I was uh, 21 years old, 22 years old, had a roommate 
who was about 6'2", weighed probably about 190 pounds. That guy could eat a building every day and never put on a pound. I hated him for that. <laughs> I will tell you that. It's just genetics. As you said, this guy had great genetics. I mean, he was in phenomenal shape, and yep. he just ate whatever the hell he wanted. Well, it was unbelievable. You have to still be careful. Yep. You can't blame well, genetics for everything. Well, and people who have struggled with their weight have actually lost more weight in their lifetime than people who have been normal weight their whole life. Yeah. Like it's just that the natural phenomenon of weight is that you lose weight and then you put it back on. That's sort of the, the natural life course of weight, which, again, makes sense if we were cave people because your body thinks it's just been through a famine or a long winter. You know, I always say, like, you know, those skinny girls in the magazines, they don't survive a long winter. <laughs> you know, I, I think I think about that because I've been I've been that. around 150 pounds since since high school, since junior high I think, and I think if I ever got sick like cancer or something, I probably would would away pretty fast because I don't have the weight to, to stay on because you. you lose Bless weight you. when you get yep. sick. Sure and I don't have the weight to lose, no, so I would pr- I would probably die quicker. Than somebody with some weight. You're yes, fine. So, I mean, it's completely ad- adaptive, right, for human beings. I mean, starving to death has been a major problem for the human species forever and continues to be today, right? As we speak, somebody is starving to death on the planet. Right. So this right. was a major problem for the human species, and we just have system after system after system to make sure we don't starve to death. Right? Like, a year after you lose weight, food will smell better. And it will taste better. Oh, I bet. Like, yeah. could it torture you any more than that? But I'm starving. If you're a famine, your body wants to put the weight back on, right? And a few yep. extra pounds for good measure. I'm starving what? right now. <laughs> Just because of this <laughs> conversation. Well, like, so. Yeah, it's true. I have two young kids and I've nursed them both and I found out after my daughter that my body just keeps an extra like 10 pounds on it when I'm nursing and I talked to my midwife about it and she was like that's your body protecting your baby because if you got the stomach flu or food poisoning or something and lost a bunch of water weight quickly you'd have those fat stores so Mm -hmm. you could still be producing milk to keep your your baby healthy and i'm like that's super cool and people are always so obsessed with losing the baby weight and i can't lose these 10 pounds and it's like that's your body actually like being super intelligent yeah that's amazing yeah yeah absolutely right millions of years of evolution have gone into that make sure that we don't starve to death and that you have enough right to uh, supply for your baby you know what amazed me though Dana is uh, 10 years old. I had my tonsils out, right? 10 years old. My 11th year at 11 years old, I grew to six foot one, 200 pounds and my voice dropped to where it is right now. So at 11 years old, I'd go trick or treat and everybody tell me, get the hell out of here (laughs) because I thought I was like 20 years old or something. I don't know. It was, it was weird to go from that little baby kind of guy to this full size human being in 12 months was really weird. And I don't know how that even mm-hmm. happened. It just I, I got the I got the tonsillectomy and all of a sudden I was ready to go. Have you ever have you ever had any pre diabetes or anything in, in your life? Nope. Because everybody I know who did that, who went from a normal like my size to a mm-hmm. big guy in high school, like yeah. over like yeah. in, over yep. a summer vacation, they came back and they yeah. were like biggest mm-hmm. guy in school. They all became diabetic or Yeah, you can bulk up but your pancreas can. Right. Oh that makes sense. Now yeah. what about well, that, Dana? It, what about your pancreas? You know, wh- about what, sorry? Uh, no, I want to hear what you had to say first, and then I'll ask you. Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, there's a risk factor um, for athletes, for example, um, that when they stop working out um, to the extent, like elite athletes, right, um, they stop working out as much as they have been before, and they are often then end up um, having overweight or obesity mm-hmm. because they're not used to having to monitor their diet in, the, in that way. And so there's a lot of elite athletes that – you know, especially kind of after college or in college, when yeah. they are not being as athletic, they put on a lot of weight afterwards. Yeah, you see that with a lot of professional yeah. Yeah. athletes. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Well, <laughs> you never know what really steroids nice. has to do with that. Especially though. NFL players. Yeah, NFL players tend NFL to bulk players, up. Yeah, they, they do. They yeah, because they're just it. generally big guys anyway. Especially linebackers, they stop playing football. They're yeah. houses. So, That's true. So what is the what are these motivating factors in your book, or some of them? Don't want to re- make you read the whole book. <laughs> Probably not. I need some motivation. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, you know what we what I talk about in the book is that you know I 
personally and think that healthy habits suck. And so rather than trying to figure out a way to make them more enjoyable, we're trying to figure out a way to make it worth it to do the hard work of being healthy. So, um, you know, people will say things like, find exercise you enjoy, right? And I'm like, no, you can hate every minute of it if you want, as long as you're willing to do it. So part of the process of finding some long-term motivation is to link the healthy habits to um, something more important to you about who you are or what you want to be or the kind of life you want to have. So things like, you know, being a patient parent or being a high-functioning person. But those are like how we want to show up in life. And being healthy or doing your healthy habits can help you show up as that person. Mm. And so, you know, if I go to the gym, it's not me, like, being selfish or taking me time. Mm. That's actually a way that I'm trying to show up as the parent I want to be. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. I like that because I, I know a lot of people, the reason why they run isn't or or spin isn't for the weight loss because they're tiny people in the brain. first place. It's like they, they're like, I can think clearer if I go and do this. That's oh, me. I love spin. Exactly. That's me yep. on the tractor. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> putting better fuel in your body, right? Putting better fuel in your body, not because you're trying to lose weight, but because you want to be a high-performing person, and when you eat better, you think better, you last longer, True. right? So rather than trying to make health more important, um, or to figure out, you know, to focus on things like weight. It's about trying to, you know, be the person you want to be, the things that really matter to you, and that doing these healthy habits is actually a way to help you do that. It is wonderful. Could I ask you and one thing? And we do difficult things all the time, right, um, yeah. in the yep. service yep. Of, do, of being the people we want to be, right? If, you, if you're a parent, you totally know how to do really crappy things in the name of being a parent, right? <laughs> so going to the gym can be just one more crappy thing you do to be the kind of parent you want to be. So, Dana, I want to ask you an off-topic question because you're a, a clinical psychologist, okay? Mm-hmm. How long are we going to have to put up with all Americans being psychotic about politics and everybody's a victim and everybody? What happened and how long do we have to put up with it? No one's happy right now. It's pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think, you know, if you thought about it, like, you know, the, the country is definitely distressed. Right. And is, um, yeah. I think I think it's also, um, you know, feeling uh, helpless also. Right. That yeah, things are like probably. Out of control and, not. And, and that's, you know, that always makes us feel worse. Dr. Dana Lee Bagley, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a great interview. You know what? What I really like about it is you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to. You basically offer uh, offer advice and information on how to just kind of live a happy life without driving yourself nuts. And basically, you're saying that everybody can get it done, which I really, really like. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing I think that's different about this book is it doesn't talk about what you should do. It yes. talks about how to do it. Right. So yep. and, and other books don't talk about that. They just tell you all the things you should be doing. Right. But they don't tell you how to do it and they don't tell you how to stick with it. And that's really the difficult part of it. So no, that's what this book focuses on. It's terrific. Healthy habits suck. How to get off the couch and live a healthy life, even if you don't want to. The book is available everywhere. It's on Amazon, obviously. Dr. Dana Lee Bagley. It's L-E-E-B-A-G-G-L-E-Y. First name D-A-Y-N-A. Dr. Lee Bagley, thanks so much for your time. I love your attitude, and I love your approach. It's like, hey, this it'll work. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Yeah, it's okay. It's going to suck. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Dana. Great having you on. Have a great day. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Bye. We'll be right back with the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. 
Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. But in any case, yes, we are back. I loved Dana Lee Bagley's attitude. It's like, yeah, it's going to suck, but you'll get where you want to go. Well, that's once again, that's like being a grown up. If I do yeah. this today, it'll benefit me in the long run. Well, you can say that to a certain age. And you're you well, yeah, it's like <laughs> you're not going to the gym That's to bulk nice. up when you're 90. Well, no, but even, but even 90 year olds, they need to keep their strength up. Like you said, need to like keep you said earlier, a lot of things I'm doing is actually damaging my joints. Yeah. That's why you need to build your muscles up yeah, so you can true. protect your joints. I know, but I, I, I'm lifting so much weight every day, digging post posts. I dug so many holes for them fence posts. Well, just because you go to the gym every day and do weightlifting doesn't mean you can, like, just grab a cement planter and move it, right? You have to, like, train to do that. You can't just yeah. do that. Just do it. True. You know, you got to have your I'm body's got to be adaptable. Yeah, I'm yeah. just doing it. <laughs> you know, I really like the fact that you live there. I love living there. Having that place. Right now, right now, it's pretty magical (laughs) because, like, there was some animal last night. In fact, Nancy sent me this picture. This is what she she thinks it is. Some animal. Oh, there's some animal every day. Yeah, there's always an animal. We don't know what it is, but she thinks this animal was out there last night. Oh, a a Martin. Is it chupacabra? Okay, I've got some sort of black. Weaselly oh. sort of thing running around. When it was high enough that it and was big, it was had its front paws up on the bird bath, drinking out of it. I don't know. And if that we have bird bath right here. in front of our. Yeah, she said the Minnesota says in this article. Okay, this so is the University. Of do Minnesota. they ever get? Do they ever turn black? Are there black yeah, martins? Pretty close to black. Because there was like a definite dark black, large weasel running around on the setback over thing there by the lake. This thing was as big as a yeah. large cat, like a house cat. Mm. Okay. Big as a large house cat. This might have been even bigger. I was like, what the heck is that so, thing? So we got those baby lambs. They're growing so fast. But one of them, I mean, it was like this big when I got it. I can't even pick it up anymore. Really? No, it's so heavy. How much How, how much will it weigh when it's full grown? That breed gets can get up to 150 pounds. Man. Oh. Wow. Wow. Alex, are you ever going to take the kids up there and walk on the property and show them where you grew show up? The yeah. Lambs. That'd be, be fun. fun. That'd be great. You should see the lambs before they're not lambs. They grow that's fast. True. Although they're I heard LA Nick took down the Minnie Mouse wallpaper, so that's true. We took down the Minnie Mouse <laughs> wallpaper. <laughs> uh, a that, long time long ago. That thing ago. was top to bottom Minnie Mouse, it brother. It was quite the sure room. was. I have a picture of me laying in my but bed, see, and I'm like, see, oh my God. See, you guys, it was cute, did, did you see the house when it was in ruins, though? Like, no, no, I never did uh-huh. that. I didn't see the house. I saw the but barn. The property. I was yeah, the I saw the property. No, bad. I saw. I went. Not with in the house. Not in the house, but I saw the property in the when barn. When it was bad. Yeah, and you didn't even see it when it was that bad. I seen it pretty bad. I saw when the screen, the pool was still there. It was pretty bad. But the house was It was like nasty. Chernobyl. Like, yeah, have you, have you, you, ever, you ever seen pictures of Chernobyl? Yeah. Like, people just left something, and Mother Nature mm-hmm. just took it, just, it all back? It was so yeah. Weird. That place, when we left, was a palace, man. Yeah. It was gorgeous when we mm-hmm. left. And these scumbag friends never rent. No, you're, you're friends. Scumbag friends. friends of mine. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I don't think Nancy or I have ever worked so hard on something to bring it. I bet you it's to, beautiful to, now, it's, though. It's not there yet. But it's getting there. Yeah, We've good. only been there a year. Yeah, that's true. You, know, that's you, you true. can't really do much outside in this, in this winter. Why not? It's only 35 below. <laughs> What's so, the problem? We, we, are, we just landscaped the barn and those rock walls next to the driveway and up on the hill. We just cleared those. 
so they're there again. Lucky here. And it's a lot of work. <laughs> hey, can we have a picnic when you're done? Absolutely. Because Melissa, you should see the holiday. You should see it. Andy, you guys are welcome anytime. Andy was what two and a half, I think, when we moved there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome anytime. Unbelievable. It was just what a great place for the it kids. It is to a grow magical, up. magical property. It really yeah. is. Between how much wildlife and how many, the birds. Yeah, yeah. so many birds. birds. Yeah. Nancy, birds well, Nancy has three thousand birdhouses. Our whole pantry's just bird food. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Yeah, you think I'm kidding you? I'm no, not. it's great. There's we probably, loved it. I'm not kidding you. There's like three hundred pounds of bird food in the pantry, and she's spending crazy money on bird food. She has every kind of bird. She has the bird bible on the coffee table. She's like, oh my god, there's this. Oh my god, there's this. There's this. There's this. Now she has all the, the... It's so terrific. Yeah, there's a lot of animals there. And it's such a magical place, especially with... Right now, the horses are right in front of the house, so you, you're sitting there watching TV, and the horses are right there looking at you in yep. the window. <laughs> Wait until you get a nice, soft snowfall. They love it. It's oh, like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's just... So well, I'll tell you what. No, was this a wonderful morning, place to this grow morning, This morning, I woke up extra early, and it was very... It was pretty cold this morning. It was like, 65, like, yeah. yeah. Compared was, to last I week. It was 60 in Dayton. Oh, probably <laughs> in Dayton, like, yeah. yeah. And, but it, the whole ground yeah. was wet. Everything mm-hmm. was wet, and the horses were all out, just rolling out, in it. right when the sun came up. They were out in those pastures, just right at the house, and mm-hmm. they were rolling, and... It's just nice there. It is nice. Yeah, I bet you that was a great. Bob Sansevier came out and they and he, he's, he, he's walking around. This is after I got the place, all the street lamps were working and mm-hmm. everything cut and all weed whacked. He's like, "Why the hell would they ever leave here?" I know, Catherine. <laughs> I know, I know, it's your no. fault. We'd still be there. But that was Bob Sansevier's exact words. He goes, why the hell would they ever leave here? Because I didn't want to keep doing all that work. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine was tired. It is a a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And I was doing it um, while I had a helper. I would guess you're grooming 17 acres of land. Yeah. Yeah. Manicuring 17 acres. There's 24 acres, so about 17 is, is manicurable. So if you're manicuring 17 acres, that's a lot of work. Well, and people think that because you have horses that they'll keep the grass down. Oh, no, you have to No, cut. they only nope. keep the nice grass down. Well, you have down. to cut your pastures. You have <laughs> to still, cut your pastures anyway. You have to cut your pastures anyway to keep them healthy. If you don't mow your well, pastures, then they true, don't get yeah. healthy. You go weeds. I imagine that's true, yeah. Um, so both you you guys live on the lake, and then you're right by a creek? I'm on the river. I'm and on the river, yeah. river. And okay. then a big pond. Well, front. then you may have seen a fisher. Both of you may have seen a fisher because mm. they look just like martins, but they're bigger. Oh. That's, and they like you know to be right was. by I water. I think that's what I yeah, had. Is it Andy Fisher? It was pretty big. How much do they weigh? Um, Does I don't, it say on that site? Because it was pretty It was pretty large. I was like, holy moly, what is it's that? It's the second posting there. Way to go. I don't see it. I can't go. see Here that. I see about search. 10 pounds. You see what yeah. it says there? Uh, yeah, way to go, Catherine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They average about anyway. 10 pounds. Trust me, they do. Oh, they 10 do? pounds? Wow. I would have had a thousand people say, don't tell anybody. 20, 25. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're very long. They're very like long animals. Joe from Louisville says, "L.A., your place sounds quite picturesque." <laughs> it is. It is. You know it, is. it is. It really is. picturesque. You know what's great about that? On Monday, I ran into Bobby Williams. Bobby Williams, you know Bobby and Steve's Auto World. Yeah, yeah. Bobby is the guy we bought that place from. His nephew uh, David built the house, but mm-hmm. Bobby owned the land. We bought that place really? from Bobby thirty. 32 years ago. Did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby's a great look, look, look guy. Look at my cat. Great guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. He's just out there living. Kitty. He's yeah. there all day. Oh, yeah. Like, all day on that chair. Why wouldn't he? There's birds everywhere. But nah, he just sits you, there. Don't you love Christmas there? Christmas there is magical, man. It's great. You know what? Right now it's pretty magical. Right? No, it is. It abs- it's wonderful. Absolutely right now, wonderful. Right now it's pretty special. In my opinion, there. summer on the farm was way better than winter on the yeah, well, that's very it's true. It's a lot easier. Yeah. Much very, easier. Very, very true. And it sounds like we need to go there. walk down there. It does. You do have to go there, absolutely. Alex and I, every Sunday morning, used to walk down to the barn to the big screen TV and watch the Vikings every uh, fall and winter. Yep. It was phenomenal. It yeah, was I, haven't, I haven't started on that room yet. I got the stalls all in and all the lighting back that's in. That's wonderful. And just got the water working because it was all the pipes cracked in the cement. Of course. Of course they did. 
Yeah, I mean, those dirtbag friends of mine, I thought they were my friends, they literally wanted to destroy that Yeah, place. I don't know why. What would drive someone to do that? Because they're dirtbags, scumbags. But, pigs. I mean, how do you get to the point where you just destroy for the sake of destruction, like an animal? It's jealousy. That's a front, yeah. They didn't own it, so therefore they were jealous. Dirt. Well, yeah, that makes sense, I suppose. It's terrible. But, you know, it's one of those deals. I, look, I, there are places I go in North Minneapolis and I go, oh, man, I really miss living here, you know. I'm one of the 43 See how, places we live in. Oh my God! Look mm. at you, big shot. You know, God, it looks beautiful. You can well, get. You have to power wash that fence. We have another caller yeah, coming. Yeah. We do. Mm-hmm. We've got a cooler. We. Our guest should be. Have oh, a caller. Okay, good. We can jump on with the with the mm-hmm. guest. I think that'd be wonderful. As a matter of fact, Michael. Yes. How are you today? We're just talking about. My wife and I, who's here here with us on the show, hello. We uh, no, hi. Our kids are both here too. Our son and our daughter. They both grew up on a farm, and we sold that farm to a close friend. And we're just talking about how, you know, you're going through uh, through periods where you go, "My God, what a what a great place to live." It's just it's just a wonderful thing. Um, Michael Matthews with us. Bigger, leaner, stronger. The simple science of building the ultimate male body. How did you know I had that though, Michael? How did you know when you called? In? <laughs> when you called in, I, I saw it in a dream. I had a vision. <laughs> Michael, we all you're, did. The, you're the best already, man. You're the best already. Uh, this book has helped thousands of men build their best bodies ever. Will you be next? If you want to get muscular, lean, and strong as quickly as possible without steroids, yeah, do not ever. Michael, I will tell you this. I, I was a weightlifter as a young man. lift a lot of weights with professional wrestlers, lots and lots of them. Uh, two of them are still alive. The rest of them are dead. I know somebody right yeah. now that's in the hospital because of steroids. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you see that among – you see in the bodybuilding space, too. A lot of oh, these guys, God, yeah. don't let, they don't last very long. Their hearts explode yeah. uh, in their 40s. <sighs> I tell them, young guys ask me, cause, you know, because I'm, I'm not as big as I used to be, but I'm still a pretty big guy. And young guys ask me, goes, well, you know, what do you, what do you think? What do you, should I do steroids? And I said, if you want a smaller penis and pimples all over your back, yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah, that's but what, you'll, have, you'll have bigger biceps, though. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> that's right. you know, some, that's exactly some people, right. Some people, you, you'll never, you can never be muscular. You yeah, just can't some do people it. are just not, not genetically. I, yeah. I don't think I could ever. Yeah, Ectomorphs. I don't think I could ever have that kind of body, no, no matter me, how me, hard me I tried. I, I and I'm fine out, with that. I could work out every day in a gym, and I would never be a. a no, Michael, I, I would challenge. I would challenge you on that. I would yeah, say baby. that. Uh. I would say that, and there's actually quite a bit of research on just just how people respond to weightlifting. Yes, it's very true. Actually, there are people who are high responders and low responders. No question and in, in some in some studies it is pretty alarming actually where you have like a high responder gaining 10 or 15 pounds on a weightlifting program and, yeah. a, and a lower a low responder gaining almost nothing yeah. now of course then you, you do start to wonder about like dietary compliance if it's if diet is self-reported you wonder okay so the, the person who gained very little how are they really eating you know were yeah. they really tracking yep. things or whatever but still the point is Yes, it's true. Some people can just get jacked a lot faster than others, and there are some genetic components. So one one of the key things that a lot of people don't know is that um, research uh, indicates there's good evidence that the total amount of bone mass that you have is closely correlated with your potential for muscularity. So people, there is something to that, like, oh, he's just big boned. There is something to that where some people are just made to be big and strong that's that's certainly true but uh anybody anybody can get let's just say fit by every everyday standards maybe you know you wouldn't have the genetics to ever uh step on a stage even if it was like a physique not not necessarily bodybuilding but it's more like you're supposed to look like a like a beach you know ripped guy um, and still though, some of those guys are pretty, pretty massive, but mm-hmm. I now take yeah. myself as an example, right? When I started, I'm six, two, when I started lifting, I was 155 pounds. Oh, like man. I grew up, I grew up, I didn't look super scrawny, strangely enough. I just look like a normal, my weight has always been strangely low though, actually. And I should probably add that, that, you know, if you look at me now, um, I weigh 193 pounds right now and you probably think I weigh closer to 205. Like mm-hmm. just if you go look at my, my Instagram, I, you know, I'll, there's a, there's a shirtless picture, a recent one in there somewhere. 
um, you, you would probably think I weigh a bit more. So as far as how I looked, it probably was more a, a 165 look, which was just like a normal skinny dude. I grew up playing ice hockey. So, oh, okay. you know, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't lifting weights. I was just doing a lot of skating. Um, and, and so, and, and now, now I'm like, you know, pretty fit by anybody's standards. And I wouldn't say like, Oh, if I can do it, anyone can do it, but anyone can, can like any guy could gain, let's say if he, if he's willing to work at it, um, 30 to 35 pounds of muscle. And unless, unless uh, sure, there are some extenuating circumstances. If somebody is starting very late and they have a lot of injuries and they're not able to work very hard in the gym. Okay, fine. But anybody who's starting, let's just get, let's just say thirties or forties and they're relatively healthy and they can just get going. If they know what they're doing, it may take longer than other guys. Other guys might be able to get there faster, but uh, give any guy a couple years of, of good quality work in the gym and, and he'll be able to gain anywhere from 20 to 30 plus pounds of muscle. That's interesting. You bring that up, Michael. I want to talk to you about it. Um, I do need, can we, can you stay till about five after the hour instead of one o'clock? Can you stay till about one Oh five? Good. Cause I just need to take a very quick break. And I want to talk about exactly what you just, you know what you're talking about, by the way, because I've been around guys my whole life. We'll be right back. Michael Matthews, bigger, leaner, stronger, the simple science of building the ultimate male body right back with a lot more with Michael Matthews with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. I'm talking to Neil Sheehy, ex-NHL defenseman. Neil, you've had a great success following the Nutramost Wellness Plan. How much weight did you lose, and what makes Nutramost different from all those other programs out there? Tom, I dropped over 63 pounds in 44 days, but more importantly, I know how to keep it off. In addition to my success, I have two brothers and two sisters who had great success on the Nutramost Wellness Program, and collectively, we all lost a total of 222 pounds on the program. My brother and I were so impressed that we decided to open up a clinic in Plymouth. Find out how and why Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss plan by attending the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, June 24th, at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Register for the Nutramost dinner or schedule your immediate consultation. Call 763-333-7337. That is 763-333-7337. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, our very special guest, and I could not agree more than as we go along here, Michael Matthews, bigger, leaner, stronger, the simple science of Building the ultimate male body. Uh, been around. Oh, I'll tell you a very quick, very quick story, Michael, if you don't mind. Uh, I used to lift a lot of weights with the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal. Yeah, I don't know if you know them or not. I don't know if you're a wrestling fan or not. Yeah, I remember them. Okay, well, uh, unfortunately, the Hawkster's dead. Um, one of those guys that died very, he died at 42. But I'm in the gym one day, and a guy comes up to me. He goes, Tom, Tom, I got to tell you something, man. I'm very excited. I say, yeah, what's up? And he goes, I benched 300 pounds today. I went, oh, that's great, man. That's really great. You're benching 300. That's kind of, you know, literally the bench mark for milestone. people. Think, yeah, milestone. And I mean, 315 is really it, though, right? Because that's the yeah. three plates. Yeah, it's the three plates. That's, a, <laughs> well, that's exactly close. right, Michael. So, <laughs> so he says, when's Animal coming in? I said, he's, um, uh, he's going to meet me here in like about 15, 20 minutes. He goes, oh, I can't wait to tell him I got... Uh, Animal is one of the strongest human beings I've ever met in my entire life. Just a big, he's a, he's a machine, man. But again, little help there. But I said, okay, well, you know, you know, I'm really excited for you. I want you to know right up front that I'm really excited for you. That's a great milestone. Just then, Animal walks in, <laughs> and the guy says, 
Joe, because his real name is Joe Laurinaitis. He's the father of the guy used to, you know, the linebacker for many years in the NFL. Um, but in any case, he comes walking in, and Joe had to kind of walk side to side because he was so wide in the shoulders. He, he couldn't walk just straight. He had to kind of go side to side. And the guy runs up and he goes, Joe, Joe, man, I got to tell you something. He goes, yeah, what's that? I, he goes, I just benched 300 pounds. And Joe goes, what a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy. Joe's Part a great male guy. Bonding right there. Yeah, male bonding. But Joe is a great guy. He was, was just he being got, a was smart it, was guy. Was the guy just crushed? Ah, uh, yeah, but he was just kidding. I mean, he went, no, man, that's great. I'm really glad to hear it. Um, <laughs> Michael, I will tell you flat, flat out, uh, I started lifting weights when I was a teenager. And been lifting my whole life off and on, but uh, mostly on when I was younger. You know exactly what you're talking about, too, uh, how to get this done, because you do not want to do steroids, ladies and gentlemen. It's a really, really bad idea doing steroids. As I said, many of my friends have died because of them, and it's uh, it's sad to see. Also, people, there have been some professional wrestlers that I used to know that went berserk and yeah. killed oh, themselves. I know people that went berserk. Oh, oh yeah. It's called roid rage. Yep. They yeah, you don't want to do it, man. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they stink. It makes you stink. <laughs> Yeah, depending on what, you know, you know, it's also ironic about steroids is depending on what you're taking, they're not necessarily as effective as, as no. many people think. I mean, yep. drug use uh, just in, in any everyday gym is, is probably more prevalent than many people realize. And mm-hmm. so there are quite a few people who are on drugs. So if you looked at them, you, you'd be like, really? That seems like a waste of drugs. Uh, <laughs> it's not as it's not as. It's not as simple as, oh, just, just inject yourself with this and pop a few pills right. and now you're, like, huge and shredded. Right. Um, you, you still – genetics do, still do come into play and you still do need to work in the gym and you know what you're doing with your diet. Don't get me wrong. They definitely make a difference. But in some people, again, there, there is a – some people respond uh, better to drugs than, than others. And so especially among the lower responders um, or even, even average responders – who don't know really what they're doing with their diet and their training, um, it's, it's, it's less than impressive. So you're, you're, you have the, the risks, which the more drugs you take, obviously the, the more risks you uh, are, are courting. And then, and then you have also, you know, you might, you might get, uh, again, there, there's, there's quite a bit of steroid research out there, but let's say you, you're doing a cycle and, you put on 10 pounds. Okay, cool. Um, now you're, you're going to have trouble maintaining the, those 10 pounds if you come off, but then what? Okay, so that's it. That's what you got. You, you got a little bit bigger, and now you're just stuck again because you're not doing all the other stuff right. Right. And really all you did is you gained a, a bit of muscle a bit faster than you would have otherwise, mm-hmm. but you could just stay off the drugs and gain those 10 pounds naturally. And again, if you're like, I feel like most guys, right? Most guys, what's the look that we want? We start from whatever we start from. Um, the look that most of us want requires gaining, let's just say, 40-ish pounds of muscle, okay. 30 to 40-ish pounds of muscle right. um, like in the right places, right? We want to, most guys, most of us are, it's going to take us longer to get the upper bodies that, that, that we want versus the lower bodies. Just because the legs are a big muscle group and they respond well to heavy training and overload, and they just come up quickly in most people. Whereas some like a, like a chest, it just takes most guys a couple of years of hard work to build a chest. Oh yeah. See, I'm the I'm the opposite. I'm I mean, like you the, are. That's I true. Am, you I'm, are. I'm yep. the opposite. I got a my chest is way too big for my body. It's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually chest. with you. I, I I have a high responding chest, which is unusual. I'm just speaking. Uh, kind of like middle of the bell curve, having mm-hmm. having worked now and mm-hmm. spoken with so many guys over the years, we're we're definitely anomalies in that sense. It, you know, it's, the pecs if you are look, not normally. It, it is not normally a guy goes in and he benches for a year and he's like, my chest is awesome. Uh, what's next? You know right, I mean? right, right. I, I my my Nancy, my other half, she always says, you look like them old time strongmen. Yeah. That the rest of their body's skinny and they have this big giant chest. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, that is ster- true. steroids. Well, I mean, I remember Hawk was always like that. He always he had. Little pin pin legs. And he, had he had this gigantic yep. upper body. Yep. Yeah, that's me. I got little legs and a big. Ch- my chest is big. And if I work out, my arms can get big. But my the problem is when I do work out with weights for my arms, my my wrists are so small that the and I was oh, you yeah. know I was curling fifty pound sets uh, no problem, but my wrists started hurting me. 
Yeah, that dark like wrist my issues. problem. Yeah, of course. Yeah, what do you do <laughs> when you have when you have wrist pain with all yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, my wrists are like literally. They're, I can put my fingers around my yeah, wrist. Me too. I can do that. Same. Same. So, I have small uh, small bones. Right. So when I when I was working out with weights, my arms deal. really responded quick. In fact, I was trying to pull up some pictures because I have some pictures of my of me and my arms are huge. People are like, wow, what are you doing? Are you taking steroids? People like literally thought I was taking steroids, but I wasn't. I was just lifting weights. But my wrists yeah. my wrists were killing me. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not good. I have to do push ups on my fists because if I do it like this, my wrist just yeah. yeah. I understand that completely. So what Michael, do you do about it? Can you wear like you wrist guards? You just never bend your wrist, basically. Yeah, you don't want to bend your wrist a whole lot when you lift weights. In it. Oh, the people that whip their, when they're doing curls and they whip their wrists yeah. up into that's yeah. not Bob good for you, man. Yeah, there you go, right there. We're talking to Michael Matthews, Michael Matthews' book, Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, The Simple Science of Building the Ultimate Male Body. And, and I love the fact what you're talking about, Michael, because my genetics are such that my calves are like Easter hams. I have huge legs. You do have big calves. I do, Your man. Your calves are big. And that's, <laughs> and that's basically just because of genetics. It has very, very little to do with anything else. Um, and that, that, that's, that's almost always the case. Uh, oh, is it really? Even, even, even people who are into bodybuilding, and uh, in, in, so there are a number of actual natural bodybuilders out there. You'll, you'll find that commonly. The guys who have huge calves are like, I don't know, I've always had them. Like, I, I don't even do calf exercises. Yeah, I don't either. No, you absolutely. But I love your take on this whole situation that people, instead of just jump. First of all, isn't it pretty much the average for the average human being? You're not somebody who hits their weights really hard, but building seven pounds of muscle a year is n no little task. I mean, it's no. it's tough to do for most people, isn't it? Yeah, it depends on how much experience you have. So right, right. Um, there's a good rule of thumb is if you're a guy and you're new to weightlifting, uh, or at least a proper weightlifting, maybe you've, right. you've kind of, uh, you know, played around in the gym before, but um, somewhere between 15 and 20 pounds of muscle in your first year is doable if mm -hmm. you do everything, or let's just say if you do the most important things mostly right most of the time. Um, you don't ever have to try to even be perfect. That 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 is is just kind of self defeating. Um, for women, it's about half that. That that that'd be a good first year, mm -hmm. and and then in the second year, it halves generally. So yep. if you can gain up to ten pounds in your second year, you've done very well. Um, most most guys of of average genetics and compliance are probably going to gain a little bit less. And then the third year, about halves again. Yep. Uh, so now we're talking about real diminishing returns because not only not only do, 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 does the potential muscle gain um, drop pretty pretty steeply, uh, you have to work harder and harder. You have to work a lot harder in your third year to gain five pounds of muscle than you did in your first year to gain twenty. Oh God, yeah. Um, I mean, and thirty five pounds then, over three years from there, is big. Yeah, man. From there, like someone like me, I don't know. According to different, there are a few different models out there to try to predict. Uh, your potential for like full body muscularity and depending on the model let's just say that it's five to ten pounds i don't think ten pounds i think again like i was saying my my kind of strangely low weight um i think skews that a bit higher so i would guess that it's probably closer to five pounds is about what i have left period no matter what i do how hard i work for it and it would probably take me two or three years uh just to gain five pounds of muscle and i'd have to work tremendously hard in the gym a lot harder I'd have to work harder than uh, I've probably ever ever worked in in the gym just to eke out the last little bit of what my genetics uh, have, you know. Yeah, I know that, that is that. Oh, by the way, you, I knew that you knew what you were talking about. I was down at the, uh, f I guess fourth. Uh, here's the deal. The third paragraph under here's the deal. You talk about something that nobody ever talks about, but it's true. You don't need to constantly change up your weightlifting routine to gain muscle mass quickly and effectively. Everybody thinks, oh, I got to do different exercises three days a week. No, you don't. No, you're absolutely right about that, Michael. Yeah, that's the whole muscle confusion thing, yep. right? That was yep. uh, a marketing buzzword for a while that sold a lot of magazines. <laughs> like, and that's really what it is, right? Yeah, it's, you know, absolutely. sold a lot of magazines. It's a lie. And, I want. Yeah, I went sold, to, sold a lot of products. I went to an Amish farm and they were putting up a barn, and all these Amish guys were there helping. Man, those guys are all ripped, and I don't oh, think they go to any yeah. gyms. <laughs> like a lot of barn work. They're just ripped, man. No, they're plowing with mules. That they're can't be strong easy. dudes. A actual, <laughs> actual, actual farmers walk. Yeah. I mean, they were ripped. Every one of them. Just 
every muscle is just like they've been in the gym all day, every day. Michael, are you doing a lot of appearances on television talking about this? Because if you're not, you really, really should be. Because I always like talking to people. I talk to a lot of people about lifting weights and health knowledge. And most of them, you're right. It's this... It's, I, I, you make reference to it, as a matter of fact, that, uh, you know, these guys are doing tons of steroids and they tell you, oh, you just take this supplement and you'll blow up. No, you won't. No. No, never. No, yeah, I mean, it doesn't work. Yeah. But but I've done I've done a little bit of TV, but I'm not doing any right now simply because it hasn't come my way. Um, and we'll see where with the with the people I'm working with, we'll see where that goes. Of course, I'm open to it. Um, I randomly went on um uh, the, the Kelly and, and Ryan show just because it kind of fell in my lap. Yeah, so that was good. Cool. Good. Um, but, but yeah, I'd be, of course I'm, I'd be open to doing it. No, I think you'd be uh, really good at it. From so far, so far from what I've seen, just with the limited pitching that has, uh, has, has occurred is that uh, a lot of, and I understand this is similar in publishing where the producers are like, all right, what's the hook? What's the new thing? What's the, what's going to really get people's attention? And that's, so it's that kind of mentality of, is, is really what drives the at least a lot of the mainstream of health and fitness, which is why we have things like the keto diet is all the rage right now. And, uh, you know, people in the industry have asked me, why don't why don't you do keto something? Why don't you do like a keto cookbook? Look at the numbers. Look at how many keto cookbooks are being sold or do keto supplements. And I'm like, no, because keto's stupid. That's why I don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, and I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend keto to anybody unless they're epileptic and it helps with their seizures, which is really what it was developed. <laughs> yeah, for. it was really? developed for that, right? Yeah, people oh, don't know. I didn't know that. So, so oh, I think my my, uh, my attitude works a little bit against me in that regard. But hey, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Gee, Michael, it's too bad you've only sold about four hundred thousand copies of your book. So <laughs> that's not too bad, yeah, Pally. Yeah. It is also yeah. Also, like whatever. <laughs> I have I have my way of doing things, and it's it's working <laughs> fairly well. So I'm gonna stick to. I'm going to be stubborn. Well, I tell you what, Michael, you know what you're talking about. Bigger, leaner, stronger. Uh, second edition on Amazon, as a matter of fact. The Simple Science third. of... Oh, it's third, third. now, because it said the, the yeah, one on yeah, Amazon yeah. says second edition. So you're in the third oh, edition. Oh, that's wrong. Uh, the Simple Science of Building the Ultimate Male Body, Michael Matthews. Michael, I love talking to people who talk exercise, and it's not all BS and scammy. You know exactly what you're talking about. I really, really loved having you on, man. Thank really you. Yeah, great. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, please do come back. I'd love to talk to you more about this because people hurt themselves a lot and they don't need to. And by the way, uh, Michael, are you a married guy? Yeah, yeah, two kids. Well, that's too bad because I was telling you, he's a handsome devil too. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, yeah, thanks a lot, so man. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're weird. weird. My wife just told me I'm weird, Michael. That's great. <laughs> that was a weird that's really <laughs> Thanks a lot, sir. Have a great day. Okay. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bigger, leaner, stronger, Michael Matthews. I think you are getting weirder. That. <laughs> well, what do you mean I'm getting weirder? You totally Why? are. You are. Why? What are you talking about? Just give totally the guy are. a look. Look at this guy. Yeah, you're handsome. That's too bad you're married. What? Asking yeah, the what? lady if she's 13. Yeah. You had a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she sounded like she was 13. Excuse me, young man, did you like the taco at this place? It's like, what? (laughs) All right. I'm going to fold up the tent and head to the house. I got a meeting to go to. Uh, Those are two great guests. They were very, very good guests. I never call back because of your weirdness. Yeah, they're never coming back because I'm too weird. The 13-year-old lady in the (laughs) strapping man that's too bad he's married. Too bad he's married because he's a handsome devil. His dad is really the guy a compliment. What's wrong with compliments? Okay, I'd love to stay in schmooze, Rephrase. but I gotta go. Bye. Bye. <laughs>